So far, so good. So far, not bad. He wrote my name and number in his book in pen yet. He's kind of cute. Well, for a cop, he has a certain glow, especially on top. Oh, there I go. It seems I never learn. Apply some common sense, forget his sense of humor. No, you know, it's um, interesting. A lot of people are going through a difficult time right now, and I can totally understand that. But for writers, it's not that different. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about it, we uh, and studio artists and musicians spend a lot of time by ourselves mm-hmm. practicing our craft, applying our tools, whatever. And um, so seven hours a day, <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> sequestered away is not that unusual mm-hmm. um and i i was wearing um you know uh, exercise pants long before they were fashionable you know <laughs> <laughs> so i just have to kind of remind myself every now and then that there's a reason beyond what i'm accustomed to that sure. this is happening um but the where it did have a serious uh kind of significant impact was um i'm a professor teacher oh, yeah. at the neighborhood playhouse. So mm-hmm. uh, we had just started our mock auditions and we were supposed to do them live and in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when this happened, 30 students had then yeah. do them online through Zoom mm-hmm. remotely. And it was difficult because a lot of them uh, didn't have tracks. So I had to record the tracks for them so they could perform them in real time because mm-hmm. if I play the piano and they're singing, I don't know if you know this, but there's oh, a delay. Yeah. Yeah. And I've discovered this very, it's a very pronounced del- delay. Yes. In fact, I, every measure that I play now is in 5-4. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, that's good. <laughs> you know, certain songs are really right. great. I love the ballads. Gets a nice little syncopated. Right? Yes, yeah. you get that walking bass in there and you're always... <laughs> Put in another another beat, five four, five four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm proficient at that now. That's good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but we did we did this massive uh, five and a half hour, uh, thirty four students oh, wow. on Zoom doing the mock audition with Sandy Faison, who's a fellow teacher. Okay. She was our guest judge, and uh, we gave feedback, and it was a cool master class. And I'm very proud that we did that and we completed it, and that the kids, uh, the students. I don't feel uh, received uh, anything that was less than what they would have in person. Oh, good. So, um, yeah, we completed that chapter. That was a major. Wow. Major yeah, victory. that's a major. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, I just I, I watched a talking about singing going out of sync. Um, uh, Adventure theater that I work with down here a lot just did a Zoom live reading of a new musical they're working on, and they pre-recorded even the audio track, like they pre-recorded all the songs and then the actors would read the dialogue and then they would sing along, you know, lip sync huh. to, the, to the audio track. And initially I thought, oh, that's a weird decision. And then I quickly became apparent once they did a duet, it was like, oh, that's why they did that because they were lip syncing just slightly out of sync. And I went, this would be a cacophony if they were trying yeah, yeah. to do this live. Um, 
This is much, Although much better. Sondheim, the Sondheim event uh, with, yeah. um, you know, the, the song from Into the Woods mm -hmm. uh, with Ben and Beanie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that worked out pretty well, but they mm -hmm. were probably pre-recorded. So one probably yes. has already recorded and then passed along to the other. And, and then they just sunk it up. Yeah. 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 Yep. Which is not hard to, as somebody who records on Zoom exclusively now, it is not, that's not, Zoom lets you do that pretty easily. It's not that hard, but it is, okay. yeah, those, those are the, the sort of thoughts we're having to think now as we do yes. things <laughs> online, is that, uh, yeah, coordinated effort, no matter what your rehearsal level just isn't going to. Well, and also the number of people who've done online readings who have to have not just understudies, but standbys oh. in case somebody's Zoom feed fails. Oh, they can yes. just scoop somebody right in because otherwise it's just gone. Like you're relying on every, I was doing a podcast recording with somebody who lives in a basement apartment and they're uh, the people they rent from just uh, decided to reboot the internet while we were talking and they were just gone. You know, they yeah. were just all of a sudden gone and it was fine. You know, we, we muddled through, but if you do these things live, you have to sort of account for, all those weird little oh it, it was almost a disaster with the mock auditions because 10 minutes before mm -hmm. i saw that i didn't get wi-fi <laughs> for some reason my <laughs> laptop didn't get wi-fi so we had an extra one i went to my son jeremy he was like trying to fix it and it wasn't mm -hmm. happening and it was like that scene from broadcast news there you go they're right. about to go on the air yeah yeah <laughs> bobby bobby bobby, bobby. Right. Uh, so i felt like holly hunter you know bobby bobby just get it get it. yeah okay. Okay, okay right and then we grabbed my wife's extra wet laptop for some reason that got the wi-fi and it was all systems and there you go, go. Mm -hmm. but wow that was a close that's call. a tight yeah that's yeah. close quotation marks and I find myself bristling at that response a little bit. I understand sort of what they're, the bigger point they're trying to make, but the sort right. of, I don't know if it's just, I don't think now is the time for any kind of negativity uh, or, or what, but it would, have you had an experience that? And do you have any thoughts on that? Well, when I was saying it's theater, I was thinking more it's drama. <laughs> it is drama. It is <laughs> and, definitely and drama. It's, and it's theater of the absurd. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> well, that's, yes. I, every once in a while, don't you say this to yourself? Like, Am I having this really bizarre dream, this oh, visionary yeah. dream where we have to start wearing these, you know, like really strange pieces of cloth across our face? And, you know, the, if, if someone sneezes, we could die. I mean, it's mm -hmm. just, it's surreal. And yeah. I don't think I've ever quite reconciled the fact that this is truly happening. But what we did was we sheltered outside of New York when the epicenter, you know, when mm. it really hit. Mm -hmm. And so we're in uh, Western Connecticut for a while, and then we're coming back to the city soon. Um, so, you know, when you, when you remove yourself from the equation, it, it becomes less apparent, but it's still very much out there. And I'm not about to believe like they do in the Ozarks yeah. that you can just get together in a pool party and mm -hmm. no one's going to get sick. No, that's right. not the way it happens. So I saw this Zoom presentation um, a couple weeks ago, a play written by Luke Yankee, Eileen Hackard's son called Mom, Marilyn and Me, all about uh, his relationship with his mom and uh, her relationship with Marilyn that had been um, kind of suppressed and mm -hmm. all these factors kind of intersected when it's a memory play and it was mm -hmm. very effective. And he had Bob Cuccioli and he had some other really first rate actors and they all, um, you know, even though the sound is a little bit not in sync sometimes when you heard them saying dialogue, mm -hmm. uh, they were looking at the camera, but 
I adjusted to it very quickly and mm -hmm. they absolutely knew what they were doing. You know, they were really inhabiting these roles and the kind of emotion that was coming forward was, was really like kind of, um, you know, something that you don't usually experience when people are looking at you right in the eyes because mm -hmm. it was straight to the camera, mm -hmm. but I accepted it. So, you know, in many times when you do readings, actors are not looking at one another. They're right. looking face forward yeah. and that they're, they're experiencing what they would if they had eye contact with one another. Mm -hmm. So it's just another form. It's for me, it's like a reading. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how I feel. And uh, if you were to do a production that way, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that, hey, you know, right now, yeah. people are gravitating towards Netflix. And I saw something on um, CBS Sunday morning where the president of Netflix said, you know, it used to be people said there was too much content and now yeah. there's not enough content. I told my son Jeremy that and he said, <laughs> no, they were saying it wasn't good content. <laughs> But I find a lot of good content on Netflix, a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's the thing, is that we are hungry for content. Mm -hmm. So if people want to give us, um, you know, theater that is presented on a two-dimensional mm -hmm. page, I think if it's enriching in any way, then let's bring it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like podcasts, for instance. I think I'm starting right. to listen to obituaries, and of course, to the original cast. Oh, of course. And um, and I find that those are are really filling a void. So, so what are you working on? Uh, so yeah, I actually started working on a new project since two new projects since I've been sheltering. Mm. Um, and uh, one of them is uh, a project that uh, you know Robert Jess Roth, who uh, directed not. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. And uh, he's a large reason why Disney is, is mm -hmm. part of the whole Great White Way. Yeah. Um, and uh, he did Truman Capote or Capote Truman. No, wait. <laughs> okay. Capote Warhol. Ah, okay. Which was at ART. Mm -hmm. um, so we're working on a project together and um, we're in the process of getting the rights. So. I'm doing a couple Ooh, things okay. on spec, which I enjoy doing. I really do. And uh, <clears throat> Brad Hawk, who is a wonderful music director, he worked on The Opposite of Sex with us. And mm -hmm. he was the music director of Mary Poppins. This and, uh, you know, in a, in a kind of not an ornate way, but enough so that we can get a good understanding or the person that's going to be listening to it. And why am I getting a call? Because I didn't silence Ooh. my phone. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I can't hear it. I will do it now. Um, <laughs> I just heard it. Um, so we're working on uh, putting together three songs. And so I've mm. been writing those and putting them into finale and very excited with what's going on with that. And then I'm also working on a new show that happened when I was advising a writer and she asked me one day if I wanted to collaborate mm. about two, two months ago. And so I liked the nature of the project. I liked the theme. I liked her writing. And so now we're collaborating. So we've oh, written great. six songs in the last couple months and thrown out some songs that were in there previously and rearranged the order of things in the book. And so it's a lot of significant work. Um, but I'm very excited with how it's coming out. And um, and then I'm also working on Mudville, which is a musical uh, that takes place uh, after Casey strikes out. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a cool idea. And oh, wow. It's um, Mike, Mike Mitri, 
who was one of the two lead producers on uh, Christmas Story and also mm -hmm. lead producer on Be More Chill, is a huge baseball fan and had this idea. And so he brought it to me and Dan Ellis, who did The Evolution mm -hmm. of Man with me, uh, we're collaborating on the score and Dan is uh, working with Mike on the book. And we now have a really terrific director who is coming on board. Uh, we're meeting with her tomorrow uh, via Zoom. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And so uh, that's, that's cool to be working on that. Also being the fact that, you know, we're sorely missing baseball. Right. And uh, that it takes place, our show takes place in the Depression. So little did we know that we were... <laughs> making this your aim more was relevant. true yes. yes no absolutely uh, yeah so that's that's been interesting <laughs> um and I'm, I'm also helping my dad with his manuscript because he's getting oh. published oh, and great. uh so he's not as computer proficient let me put it that way sure as i am which uh i'm not professing to be a maven at computers right i got on zoom so at least we so know there you that go. Right. um but uh you know i'm, I'm helping him with with a lot of the, the final touches and things like that. So that's exciting to be able to finally uh, return the favor after all those times when I was a kid and said, I don't understand this problem. Could you please explain it to me? <laughs> that's really great. That's yeah. very busy. That's really good. It is. It yeah. really is. That's a lot of, and it seems like a lot, but a lot of productive, you know, like projects in motion with other people. I'm glad the collaborations are able to keep going. When, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's why I feel like as long as you're talking to people, uh, you're really, it's, they might as well be in the room with you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's better if they're not, <laughs> True. you know, True. not because, you know, I don't, I'm not a social person, but I, I am, I love, I love being in the room, but sometimes um, it just, you know, first of all, you don't have to get dressed up. <laughs> right. Just from the waist and, up. Exactly. And uh, you can have your privacy and you can have your, your allotted amount of time. Mm -hmm. You don't go over the time limit, you right. know, uh, and uh, there's no worry about, do I go to your place? Do you come to my place? You know, mm -hmm. we just, we just exist. Just slide into the room. <laughs> yep. Just slide into the room for an hour and slide exactly. out. Exactly. Really, yeah. Exactly. And I get my lunch. <laughs> and there you go. It's like teleportation has been made real. Um, that's really great. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're working and also working on a bunch of things. Cause it's, it, it's just nice to, I think like me, you like to float among different projects. It keeps them all kind of fresh. If you have one, you get a little stale with, you can put it down and grab another one. And it never exactly. lets you get bored, which is such a terrible, And you never know which one is going to have legs. Sure. So if you put all your energy, all your eggs in one basket, yeah. you know, sometimes you can yep. be very disappointed. Yeah, I have, so. I have several playwright friends who work on one play intensely at a time, and I just don't understand. I don't know how they do that. God bless them. They come out with great work, but I don't know how they, like, I can't focus that much on yeah. one piece. I need a few different irons going at any given moment. Otherwise... I don't, I don't, I get, I get, I get scared actually. <laughs> I don't have enough to be working on. Maybe that says more about me than anything, but that's sort of how that's where I end up. No, I get it. Yeah. And you're, you seem to be very busy. I know you're not yeah. doing as much live theater and performing. Well, well nobody like. is, but uh, yeah, that's a, the, I do feel some kind of, I mean, yeah, absolutely not. But the, there is a nice sense of being in, I mean, we're all in the same boat about this. So it's not like I'm missing out. Like we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to come, figure out what this all is but i am finding some interest in collaborating and working with people who are planning for a future that is more uncertain than it mm -hmm. was before and sort of thinking trying to develop projects that'll work 
whatever the future looks like. And the challenge of that is really, really interesting about shows that will be live, but then if the theaters need to close down or if people aren't coming, how can we make this more interactive for an audience that wants to stay home and still maintain live theater aspects right. to it? And that's right. very challenging and very interesting. And I, I am interested in that. I, I'm so happy there are people out there taking this on as a challenge and not just sort of ho-humming and pretending it's, or pretending it's going away, which is even worse. Um, that are going, no, there's, there might be a new way we're gonna be telling stories for a little while. What does that look like and how can we, how can we lead not only follow, but how can we right. lead in that arena? That's really interesting stuff. I wonder also if um, when we do go back, will the big blockbusters, will, will they be much more intimate? Mm -hmm. Will people be looking for those more intimate stories because of the fact that financially, right. it may not be feasible to produce on such mm -hmm. a grand scale? Um, I think people always will be attracted to spectacle mm -hmm. and maybe that will be even more so coming out of this but I also think that just human contact and stories that connect mm -hmm. are going to be paramount yeah I think you're going to see a lot more intimacy I mean just in the same way even though there was no pandemic associated with it coming out of the great depression when smaller theaters in New York really started to take off because that was what people could afford to put on and people could afford to go see. And you sort of, right. like, there was a certain communal being in a small room with small numbers of people watching a show had a different kind of a feeling that people were going for, as opposed to large, you know, vaudeville and follies productions as it was at the time. Um, It'll be interesting to see if, if, if a production is smaller mm -hmm. and cheaper to produce, mm -hmm. will that affect the ticket price? Well, to get people the in, the, in, the, in the seats. <laughs> to get people in the seats, it's very you know? true. Yeah. Because we don't know what people are going to be capable of paying. Right. So even if there's a big star attached, mm -hmm. maybe, you know, certain stars, they're going to shell out sure. a lot of money because oh, there's sure. always people at the 1% that can do that. But we right. have to look beyond the 1%. Yeah. And especially with the tourism factor, that's mm -hmm. a huge undertaking to get people to come to New York. Yeah. Stay in those hotels. Mm-hmm the air travel, all those all factors, that, absolutely. you know, so it may pile be in the bus. I mean, just to, just, even if they're not staying, just to get people to pile into a bus with a bunch of other people and, you know, exactly. go the tunnel is not You know, it's not the same that it was before. So yeah. It's going to require some innovation. And I do hope ticket prices go down without salaries going down to yes. the yeah, same percentage. That's true. That's true. That would be, that would be nice. God, it's just a day away. I'm going out with a cop. I may be sick. I bet he chickens out. I have a day tomorrow night. So far, so. Far.